It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Karen Frazier, and the lovely me, Chucky G. Oh, and Bettina, too, also. Bettina's with us as well. We have one heck of a show tonight. It's like loaded with, it's like psychic overload. There's going to be so much energy. Skype's going to shut, everything's going to shut down. No, don't put that out there in the universe. No, I'm just messing. We have, uh, let's see. All right, so we have Transmedium Nancy Laporta. We have Psychic Medium June Lundgren. Uh, we also have uh, Net Radio Show hosts from Into the Light, uh, Seth Michael and Teresa Cleave. Did I say that correct? I don't know. We'll have to ask. Okay. And, they're, and they're also psychic mediums in their own right. And then you have Karen, who's a psychic medium, me, who's a psychic medium. This is going to get crazy. So, oh, and we have Patina. She's not a psychic medium. She's a doll. But that's okay. She's Cheryl's yes. haunted doll. You can't see right now. Yes. She, uh, Karen has a doll and it has a headphones on and everything. It's really cool. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. Um, I have some questions, but there's going to be so many people. I don't know how many I'll get in, but, uh, I'm going to try and whittle my way into, um, <laughs> getting the, uh, Karen keeps putting up different dolls and, um, for Cheryl's going to just shut off her Skype pretty soon. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this. So Karen, what's what's new and exciting? Like I have to ask. Um, well, yeah. So on on Monday, I went uh-huh. down to Wheeler, Oregon, and started doing research for my next book, which is going to be called um, "The Permanence: uh, Spirits of the Old Wheeler Hotel." And it's just a really really neat story um, about a pretty cool haunted place down on the Oregon coast, and. Um, you know, it features some of our friends like Rob St. Helen and, and some other people, you know, yours truly. My team's been there. Elaine Davison's been there. So it's just, it's, it's, um, you know, I hate to say this because I don't want people to not buy it because they, because they're going to think it's wrong. But really what it is, is a, it's a love story, but it's not a romantic love story. It's, it's mm-hmm. a story about love bringing, um, Katie, the innkeeper to this haunted hotel to care for the hotel and the permanence there. That's very cool. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with love stories anyways, you know? I I just wanted to make sure people didn't think it was a romance. A romantic romantic novel. That's Uh, right. That's cool. Um, It sounds like it's just, I think I read it. I'll read it. Yeah, well, of course, you like my books. I like anything you, I I could read cookbooks I'd like. Oh, thank you. And then we're doing um, ghost tours at the museum on Saturday night. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. There's still spots. So, you know, if you go to lewiscountymuseum.org um, and, you know, you want to show up for one of them, you can get tickets and we still have spots and it's a pretty cool haunted place and you'll probably have an experience because a lot of our tour groups do. I have like nothing to match you. I got memories. You do? What did, what did you get? No, what did you get in the mail well, today? I, well, I got Sarah Jane. She's another uh, supposed yes. haunted doll, which I'm going to do some uh, work with to see uh, what I can pick up on. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh, we do have a team meeting tomorrow for uh, we're going to the First Ward Schoolhouse again in May. So that's yeah. that's. You know, um, yes. I got some memory foam from my bed. That stuff that's is the ex- best that's thing exciting. Ever. I know, I know. Uh-huh. So I just want, and so that our listeners don't think we're absolutely going, you know, craptastically crazy with this haunted doll thing. Yeah. We're doing some research. Mm-hmm. We're doing some research. We're working with them for an article. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, we're, we're going to give you a guide to, to adopting haunted dolls and maybe some reliable places to get them. I have a selection, some that do seem to be haunted and some that maybe are a little more questionable. Um, and so, yeah, I, I won't name the ones where you absolutely shouldn't go because <laughs> they wouldn't give me permission anyway. But, you know, the places that I know that, that have delivered, like where Bettina came from. Mm-hmm. Will be yeah. in the article, and Bettina is is getting in a box tomorrow, and she's not nervous about it. She's going to Cheryl's. Did you Cheryl, get like, Cheryl oh, wanted me. Cheryl wanted or Chad. Chad wanted me to make sure she was okay, but now he's excited. Cheryl, I know. Yeah, he is. He's super excited now. He's got. <laughs> do you know what he it's did? Awesome. He's he's done a yeah. complete turnaround. He from saying no haunted dolls in the house to mm-hmm. clearing a spot for Bettina on his personal oh, show. Yeah. See, because it's not, it's not like you're buying these things. It's like you're adopting. You're, you're adopting. adopting. It's not buying. Yeah, you're you're yeah. adopting adopted. a spirit right. to come into your home and to, to take care of them and to be part yes. of your family. Yeah. I, mean, I, just kinda, I just kind of fostered her for a week to make Thank sure you. that you know the adoption process was going <laughs> through well. Well, Thank that's you. good because, I mean, Matilda's been with me a while, and I love Matilda. She's cool. Like yeah. It's interesting because I took her out of the box finally because Karen yelled at me because she was still in the box when I moved here. <laughs> So I took her out, and um, the night I took her out, man, I tell you, there were shadows all over this house. Like, yeah. she was just moving all over, checking it out. But she's all, like, cause she's like, where the heck are we, you know? And I'm like, don't worry, we're in our new home. So um, it was cool. It was really nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, we definitely, um, the last two nights, um, we've had some things going on i emailed cheryl this morning i was like oh my god you're like little so, kids i'm telling they you are. so what? about three or four times last night i was rousted out of bed by people walking up and down or running up and down my hall and creaking my doors and well, jim do was at home your... he was working do... we're in, in the you... living room see mine are in my bedroom they're right with me yeah and and um i am not keeping them in the bedroom because of, mostly out of deference to jim you know. Yeah, well, that's cool. So, um, because I, that's our private, that's our private no, place, folks. I get it. I have, I have no one here besides me, so I'm kind of lonely. So it's cool to hang out with me. Yeah. So, so they, they definitely, um, there's a few of them that definitely seem to be a little bit, a little bit haunted. I picked up one of them, Lindsay, who has a little yellow balloon. She's very cute. The other day, and it was like a jolt of electricity when I picked her up. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking, would it be weird if I like if if I went to bed and Matilda kind of slept with me? Would that be weird? No, I mean I other mean, than you, know, like, you, you yeah. have her. Cheryl says yes. You have her in a case because you don't want her to get dirty, Chuck. If you take her well, to bed I with know. the icy mic, I could take her out and I could tuck her in to Sarah Jane on the east side of me, and that was just like a little family thing. Sarah yeah. Jane is so cute, isn't she? She has She's really adorable. cool eyes. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, and Matilda's cute too. I mean, you have two really adorable dolls. Do do you um do you did you get anything with your dolls? Because you know I got that extra stuff with mine. I was just not really. No, uh -uh. but it's different seller. I mean, different different seller. And so we actually let's see. So I have from three, and you have from two different sellers, right? Yes, correct. I might I might have from four, either three or four different sellers, and you have from two, and yeah. so um, you know between the three of us, with Cheryl getting Bettina here, even though she keeps trying to get out of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's shaking her head. No, it'll be good. Yeah, uh, she's really she's very sweet, Cheryl. She really is. And Cheryl I, thinks that because I keep saying she's really sweet, that it means that I want to keep her, and that's not it. I'm just trying to like make Cheryl comfortable. Yeah, trying to soothe, soothe Cheryl it. down and calm her and keep her calm. Well, so can, we yeah. asked yeah. Bettina, and what did she say, Chuck? 
Mm-hmm. We asked her where she wanted to go. What did she say? She's Cheryl's house. She wanted to go to yeah. Cheryl. She did not want to stay by Karen. She likes you, but she wants to go by Cheryl and Chad. Yep. She thinks Chad is handsome, too, by the way. That's what mm-hmm. she's thinking right now. I know. Mm-hmm. Sure. I know. He, he did see her, right, with her little headset on, Cheryl? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to creep you out? It's going to creep yeah, you out looking. like we start to do a radio show in a couple weeks, and Chad's in the background like he is over there, and then it's Patina at the, the, the helm, and Cheryl's like gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, she was replaced. And every night she strokes Chad's hair. Oh my God! Pretty Chad, pretty, pretty Chad. God, where are we going with this? Patina loves Chad. (laughs) And then she gets that little. (laughs) You guys are not making me feel better right now. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. No. Um. So I only have like I I was looking for news for this week, like I always do news. There wasn't really a lot out there. Um, but I, I do have, I just have like one that I, I want to just talk about and then we can kind of like maybe go to break a little earlier so we can come back because we have so many people and so much to talk about, you know. Um, but, um, if you want to roll it, I do have this one, Cheryl, really quick. When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. By the way, I don't know who, whose voice that is, but that guy sounds really handsome. Okay. So, um, <laughs> that was me. I had a really bad cold that day. So we get, I get most of the stuff from Phantoms and Monsters, Pulse of the Paranormal. You can find out more about uh, the stuff that's on there at www.phantomsandmonsters.com. There's, they have like so much stuff on there. It's like tons and tons. And the guy who runs it, he has his talk show and stuff like that. So, But this one was interesting because I have this now on my, my uh, PC. So you can check this stuff out. Search Loch Ness on Google Street View. In other words, you can now search Loch Ness. It's kind of cool. You can click it and stuff like that. An update to Google Street View services has made it possible to explore Loch Ness from your computer. This is kind of cool. A search for the world's best-known lake monster received an updated boost this week after search giant Google revealed the launch of an update to Street View that enables web users to venture for themselves into Loch's murky depths. Those with a keen eye can now search for monsters from a number of locations across the lock, including a point uh, opposite the Uhart Castle and another near Fort Augustus, a small town located at the very south, the southernmost end of Loch Ness. The Street View Project is hugely excited for us and Malcolm uh, Rowhead, Chief Executive of the Local Tourism Agency. We are delighted that the team at Google have been as inspired about our monster as the thousands of visitors who have traveled to Loch Ness every year hoping to catch a glimpse. This isn't the first time that efforts have been made to venture beneath the surface of the loch either. Back in 1969, Dan Scott Taylor famously attempted to locate evidence of the monster by descending into the murky depths with his yellow submarine Viperfish. The vehicle proved to be more than a little temperamental, but despite the fact that the hatch wouldn't close properly, he made it back alive. Thank God. Uh, while his efforts ultimately failed to find the fabled monster, the actual vessel he used for his expedition can still be found to this day outside the Loch Ness Exhibition Center in Drumlodoc. To check it out, go to you can go to www.google.com slash map slash view slash street view Loch Ness dash Scottish dash Highlands. I'm um, going to remember that. Okay, I'll say it again. It's google.com slash maps slash views slash street view. Write this down, people. Loch Ness dash Scottish dash Highlands. You want to write this down because you're clicking. And you can. You can click like around the lock. 
uh, was kind of cool around the edges of the lock. And I actually, for some reason, I clicked by accident and I went underneath the water. That kind of freaked me out. It was like in the depths of the water. Yeah. So I was like, I got to breathe. I got to breathe. I got to come up. So, um, but no, it's really cool. Check it out. Click around. You can check out the whole area. I think it's a very interesting idea. Um, of course, you know, the lock is so murky that, you know, even if they had like cameras directly down in there, there's no way you could possibly see anything but uh but the 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 the, uh, above water views and stuff like that it's really cool you see the castle stuff like that so there you go i think it's cool don't you what do you think i do i think it's very cool are you into lock test at all or do you not even care so it's something no it's something that's interested in me um kind of interested in yeah i can speak (laughs) it has interested me peripherally Yes. yes Peripherally, I really can't talk tonight. That's Jeez. Okay. Um, Just, it's okay. Blah, 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 blah. I think that B- Bettina is speaking through me now. <laughs> See, it's usually me that sometimes goes fumbling through the news. Now it's Karen's turn. Yay! <laughs> um, anyway, I, you know, it's something that I've, I've sort of had. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, it's all cryptids, I'm mildly interested in them because they okay. are kind of interesting. Yes. But it's like not my main focus, I guess. I know you like the aliens and the UFOs and sucking you up into the the ships and that kind of stuff, right? Oh. Why shake your head? No. What do you mean no? Those things That's scare the crap out of me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we should find an alien doll. Do they have alien dolls? We can find mm-hmm. one. Of Mm-hmm. You know what they have a lot of on eBay? Well, Cheryl, the chicken, wouldn't get... They Hey, Cheryl, that beheaded nun, demonic <gasps> no, nun doll is no. still available. No, thank you. Send that to Chuck. What? You, th- a beheaded a, demonic nun doll on eBay. Do you want me yes, to... Oh. Yes, send me the thing right now. I will find it. Okay, well, I'll do it when we go on break. But yes, I sent it to Cheryl and she was like, no. And they have like these creepy oh. old clown puppets. Because, of course, I've been... um. For the last week, just watching it, I watch auctions because I want to see what they're selling for and, and everything because I'm trying to get really good information, right? Yeah. And looking at feedback and all of that stuff. And, um, oh, yeah, there's some creepy-ass crap on there. Oh, oh, oh I got to get that beheaded nun thing. That would be cool. Yeah, it's been – it's like on its third or fourth um, – yeah. All right. It's a nun doll. Let's see, haunted nun doll. Oh, oh, the, excuse me, it is the haunted headless screaming nun doll. Thirty-eight dollars. It ends in two days. There have been okay. no bids. Oh, I'll bid on it. And what? the shipping is uh, free. Oh, I'm bidding on it. I, I'm, de- but I understand this. How can it scream if it doesn't have a head? I don't know. I'll read. It says, "Okay, please note this listing has aborted or been a- interrupted three times before it could be completed. Believed to be the direct result of unknown spirits intervention." From the asylum attic, this mysterious headless nun doll rescued from an abandoned house in recent history as a curio reportedly woke up entire families, frightens household pets, older of stale incense or dead flowers, smoke or cigars attached. On investigation, the asylum staff received evidence of violence, unintelligible human or animal screaming on EVP, dizziness, a sense of spinning and loss of balance, both from casual investigator and clairvoyant connection, irregular EMF readings, severe spikes to negative. Transmedium maintains head was removed by someone in an effort to quiet the screaming. Images of madness and disassociation fading into blackness. The doll is believed to be possessed by entity or entities unknown, possibly a malignant possession. 
choose with care. Although they wrote chose with care, but oh, look at now Ben's in the chat room putting up the thing. Don't do that, man. You're gonna like it's gonna jack it up. I don't have a hundred million dollars to buy this thing. That's why you guys let Chuck have it because he wants to have screaming nightmare dreams because he sleeps so peacefully on his new mattress. (laughs) It'll mess me up. It'll mess up my memory foam. What about that little creepy ass little boy doll that I sent? He's still up for auction. He's up to he's up to seventy five dollars now. 75 bucks. See, now, now you're getting into the realm where I, I like to adopt a doll and all, but that's a little on the high side for me. I know. He's going to go high. I'm watching it, not because I want to, because he's really freaky, um, but because I want to see what he goes for, because he actually has all of the hallmarks of a, uh, a true possessed item <laughs> where it's the seller's first thing mm-hmm. and they started the bidding really low and they're just like, uh, I just want to get rid of this thing. No returns. Well, you no, no backstory, yeah. no. And, I, and Ben just says, you and me, Chuck, right now. All right, look, listen, dude. I live in my son's basement, okay? I don't have a lot of money. So, you know, I, I, I can't, like, do some bidding war thing. just can't happen. Oh, I, Patty's texting me now, too. So she's probably texting me about the headless nun. Yes, the headless nun. Do you really, do you I, really want that thing, Chuck? I, yeah, I think someone should buy it and then give it to me. That's what I think. They should buy it and send it to me, and then I will study it, and I will tell them everything I find out about it. Bring it on. Let's do it. I know. I'm a little crazy. There's some there are some kind of creepy ones. Yeah, but see if my if my son and daughter love found out that was they would probably freak out. I don't know, you know, like my son's not into this stuff like my other son is, so I don't know how he feel about it, but my daughter in law might not like that idea. And then there's there's this other one that just cracks me up. It's just I mean, the person's just a brilliant, brilliant marketer because it starts at ninety nine cents. And it all it's just titled Haunted Porcelain Doll. It ends on Wednesday, next Wednesday at 7.55 p.m. The starting bid, 99 cents. There's been one bid for 99 cents. But the picture is this doll with her hair just like demonically messed up in, in front of her face. <laughs> and then the other picture is the doll hanging upside down. I'll post it in chat because it's just, really? it's hilarious. The, I, the person knows how to market a haunted doll, I, I've got to say. So I think somebody should bid on this and then let us know if it's haunted. If you guys want to get involved in this investigation for us, go buy a haunted doll on eBay and let us know yeah, when you get sure. it home. And so, some of them are quite, some of them are quite affordable. Mm-hmm. And just watch out for the ones that say like 99 cents and then shipping is like $150. Those yeah, but no, this one is like 99 cents, no returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I hope you want that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Now we're going to go right into the psychic medium roundtable thing, and they're all going to be saying, you guys are nuts. You guys are all no, nuts. No. no, as a matter of fact, maybe they'll look at Bettina, and you should have um, Mary or Sarah Jane with you, and maybe they'll notice a little something. Maybe. What? What, did huh? you just hear that? There was a noise. Did you just hear that? That was no- my phone buzzing. That was oh, that Jesus, you had me going. I know that was that was Bettina farting. <laughs> this is why Bettina wants to go <laughs> live with Cheryl. Vibrating farts. This is why she right. wants to go live with Cheryl instead of staying with me. But look, she's so cute, and and she is Cheryl's twin. I'm telling you, if you would see this, if you if you guys could see this doll, it's a it's exact copy of Cheryl. I tell, I'll tell you what, Cheryl, you have a picture. Why don't you post it on the Paranormal Underground yes. Facebook page of Bettina? Okay. With you next to it, like you remember, yeah. when I took your like your young picture of you with the. the oh. It was yeah, just share, 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 yeah, share Chuck's um, share Chuck's post for yeah. that on the Paranormal Underground Facebook page. All right, I'll try and do that. 
<laughs> I like you said. Where do I where do I find do it? I don't even know where to find it. Where do I find it, Chuck? It's good. Uh, it should be on. Um, it's well, like it should, in mobile downloads or something, yeah, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it'll be on my uh, Facebook. Go uh, Facebook go on Chuck, you should be able to kind of scroll down and find it too. Okay. I'll do so. But uh, yeah, it, it. I mean, come on, seriously. I looked at. it, I was like, oh my gosh. I wasn't. I wasn't kidding. I mean, it's like. I'd like to find a doll that looks like me. That'd be kind of cool, don't you think? Well, I think that one that I posted, the one that's up to $75, he could be a young chef, don't you think? The one where it's like, I tried to throw this thing away, it wound up back on my porch, it's terrifying, take it off my hands. <laughs> yeah, I like the way they do that. I, I burned it in the garbage, you know, it's back. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, watching too many movies. <sighs> Man. So you think that's not legit, but you know what? It's getting the what? bitters. It's getting the bitters. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing I worry about, though, because, you know, you can put anything out there and say, hey, it's haunted. Okay, so prove yeah, it. Yeah, but that's what we're trying to do is that we are right. going to get some some that are non-haunted. Mm-hmm. I mean, until like we're not spending for- mass- massive amounts of money, but. Oh, no, no. Sarah Jane was, was very reasonable. And uh, Matilda yeah. was free. I mean, Matilda came to me uh, for free. So, I mean, it was kind of cool. Yes. But yeah, I'm not going to. So, so I'm, I'm just putting this out there now, Cheryl. You can jump mm-hmm. in and stop me if you like. So, here's uh, what we would like you listeners to do buy a haunted doll on mm-hmm. eBay mm-hmm. from any seller. Bring it home. Don't, don't spend an arm and a leg on it. Bring it home. Test it out. Spend some time with him or her. And then email Cheryl by, like, June 30th about what you found, uh, editor at paranormalunderground.net. That okay with you, Cheryl? That sounds great. Yeah, there you go. Let's get everybody involved. Booyah. Now, Karen, I think you're going to have to be in charge of putting all this together because you're, like, the top-notch writer. I'm just an amateur, you know. Oh, Please, do very well. <laughs> what the, so, uh, you know, because I'll do mine and I'll just give it to you and I'll have you, like, razz it all up, you know, look, make it sound yeah. cool. Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, as many different sellers as we can have, um, because what I'd like to do is talk about the ones that seem to be selling legitimate product so that people are, excuse me, sending, putting out legitimate spirits for adoption so that so that people can make better choices when they're on eBay or mm-hmm. elsewhere. I think this is going to be good. I think this is. I'm excited blow, about it. It's going to blow it up. It's going to be like a whole like. It's going to be like the whole magazine, just <laughs> cool. dolls, page after page after page. I know, and we we will have like pictures of all of them. Hey, Cheryl, one we, of them is going to have to be you with Bettina. Yes, that's can fine. we get like a picture of of Karen and Dolla on the cover? That'd be kind of cool. If it's a good cover. Chuck should you well you know <laughs> you should fly out here. Wow! Wow! This is gonna, if it's a good cover. We are very attractive. Look at, look at this. We look are very this. attractive people, and our dolls are beautiful. Yes, I have no doubts. It will be a good cover. <laughs> yeah, now she's just backtracking on that now. Uh-huh. All right, so that's probably enough of us yammering. Should we go to break so we can get our psychics on the phone and have our roundtable? Let's do sure. That. All right, so let's do this. We'll go to break. Uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes with all of our psychics on the line. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with. Me, Karen Frazier, and the fabulous and beautiful Chucky G here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. All right. Hey, everyone. It's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. 
I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at Paranormal UG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Hey everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Fraser. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the Dark with Karen Fraser and Chucky G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on hazyradio.com. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal, where paranormal straight talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Babies, you got to just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon. You've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. you got to know. you got to get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, Hazy Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Oh 
This special time of year that everyone knows People together, family and friends With the spirit of Christmas, joy never ends Christmas around the world Christmas around the world Christmas is here, the best time of the year Christmas around the world When we celebrate this special day There's music in the air All the traditions and many different ways To show the world we care Christmas around the world This is June Lundgren, Psychic Medium, and you're listening to Chuck G. and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on Hazy Radio Network. Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hello, we're back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with Chucky G and Karen Fraser and a plethora of mediums, by the way. Oh, and you know what? Merry Christmas, everyone! Yeah! We just, <laughs> just played a song called Christmas Around the World by One World Holiday because we just felt it was very festive today. So there you go. Thanks, Cheryl. That's right. That's awesome right. pick. 
So we have uh, we have Nancy Laporta, we have June Lundgren, we have Teresa Cleave, we have Seth Michaels, and we have Karen Fraser, and we have <laughs> me, Chucky G. So there you go. We got and, and we have Cheryl. Uh, we have Cheryl Knight over there. She's a producer. That's right. She, there is only one person on this call who is not a medium or a psychic, and she is. Uh, just the producer. No, she's she's absolutely <laughs> our best producer. Wow, that was really rough. So, no. So how is, she just doesn't know. No, I know. So how is everyone this evening? Are we all good? Excellent. Yeah. Whoa, this is going to be crazy. Okay. I know. So, so we're going to try this. We're all on webcam, um, and so and we have lots of people on the line. And if Skype crashes, well, it's probably Chuck's fault. That's all the Always. That doll. Yeah, play my game. It's okay. That, oh, wait, Seth. What are you saying? That doll that you're holding is leering at me. She's haunted. Can you <laughs> tell? I, just, I, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, my Lord. I'll turn it's off good. the lights, then it'll be scarier. <laughs> Seth Patina, she's going to live with Cheryl tomorrow. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, we're doing some haunted. We're doing some haunted doll research to try and give people a guide to buying haunted dolls, so that they know some um, legitimate people to adopt them from. Mm-hmm. That's a really good topic. Thank you. So, so how do we want to? Let's do it. Do we want to just like ask each person one at a time? That makes it a little bit simpler. I think. Correct? I think that we will. So the I, the first thing I actually would like to do is I'd like to have um, our psychics go around and. Um, Introduce yourself to our listeners and kind of give a general idea of, you know, what type of psychic work you do. And maybe uh, since she's the biggest in my window, because she's up top, we'll start with Teresa. Oh, well, thank you. Um, like Carol Brady. Th- thank you for having me on the show, by the way. It's, it's great. Thank um, you for coming. I am a, spirit- a spiritual medium, which means that um, I go off of evidence. Um, when giving a reading, I, I make contact with loved ones. I'm clairvoyant and clairaudient, clairsentient, you know, all the clairs and an empath. I receive my information in like little movie clips in, in my head or, uh, memories. Um, the people that I contact use my, my memories and their memories to try and get messages through. And because I'm an empath, I also pick up on pain in the body and um, through feeling like I'll get a choked feeling or you know uh, lung issues breathing problems uh, they'll try and give me that kind of information to tell me how they pass and um, so that's basically what I do and I'm also a co-host with Seth on Into the Light which is very fun and that is on Blog Talk Radio on is it Fridays? Fridays? Tuesday. Tuesday nights. Okay, sorry. I know I listen to it. I just can never remember what and night. Thank it's you, like- thank you so much. It was so cool to see you in the chat rooms. In the chat yeah, room. Yeah. You, yes. So, so, tr- so, hey Seth, mm. why don't why don't you take your turn now since we're talking anyway? Go okay. for it. Okay. Um, I'm excited to meet Nancy too because she's the only one I don't know yet. So okay. I'm on pins and needles. Um, I'm a psychic medium too. And I didn't really, I don't, I don't even know if we really need a name for it. It's just natural. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, so those who are in, um, developed and those who aren't. So anyway, uh, seeing spirits ever since I was three, 
feeling mostly like Teresa said too, um, big big empath where um, I I feel that I strongly feel the emotions from other spirits and people. So when I do the psychic readings, it's more on focusing and connecting with the person through my solar plexus, basically, and using the other abilities. And then for uh, for spirits, oh wait, wait, <laughs> I have a I have a tendency to lose my place. <laughs> well, where That's was I? You get you get you get all the energy of everybody around you, and it distracts you. Um, I know I I I know how this works with you. So and you were saying happens when we're on the phone or when I know, we're talking. <laughs> I know. So you were saying for spirits, you what? Um, say oh, that's the medium part. Yeah. <laughs> Short and simple. So we okay. have a, um, a paranormal team, White Light Paranormal Insight. I, I co-host with Teresa on the show. I um, do spirit, um, private readings and group readings pretty much my whole life. So I don't even consider it a job. It's just doing what I got to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and Seth is who I turn to when I need a reading, and he is fantastic. So you. And you don't have to be in his presence. He's, uh, you know, does it, I, we did it over the phone or Skype, I think, last mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah. So he's great. Um, Miss Laporta. Hi, Karen. Hi. Uh, yeah, I, from what I see in this group, we all very close, very similar. Um, I've been a psychic medium since at the age of five. Um, like everybody else, I do phone readings, Skype readings in person. I do groups. I do public events. Um, I've been very blessed since I've been down here. To be um, to have been accepted at the Edgar Casey Center, so I've done two fairs and there's some other events coming up. Uh, the way I do readings is uh, basically I'm with spirit, spirit is with me, and when I do sessions with people, it's like it's just like a two-way conversation. Is allowing spirit to work through me to communicate with you, and so it's just like you would be sitting with your loved one and uh, receiving messages, having a two-way conversation with them. So it's very unique, and I, I really enjoy it. And you know, I've had it to chat. You know, it's just a, as soon as you touch someone or connect through phone through the energy, you're able to um, open up the doorways. So great, thank you, Nancy. And th- next we have another Pacific Northwest. Last but not least, another psychic in the Pacific Northwest, June Lundgren. Hi. <laughs> I am a psychic medium. Um, I am an animal communicator and a healer. I received my gift of healing from God, so I do the laying on of hands. I um, am an author, and I do a lot of demonic removal. Cool. Okay, so we have some some kind of a lot of us have very similar things, but then we have some some little differences too. So that's great. That gives lots of different perspectives. So mm-hmm. I actually want to start off with a question that I think somebody sent into Cheryl, and it says, "I'm writing to you because I have a question for the guests in your Psychic Roundtable show." or for anyone who may have an answer or theory. Recently, I have come to terms with my own abilities as an empath and as a medium of sorts. It runs in my family, as my mother and my sister both have abilities as well. We have lived in 
several haunted places growing up here in southern Colorado. Until recently, I thought I was just lucky to have experienced a few cases of paranormal activity. When adding up the experiences I had, I realized I had always been able to see, hear, feel them, as well as had many incidents of high strangeness, which is witnessing UFOs and things like that. My question is that every time I see a full-bodied apparition, their face is covered or distorted. Why can't I see their faces? This is something that happens often. And uh, this is from Sophie. Sophie would like to know, what's up with that? So, uh, Nancy? Of the question. Oh, go ahead, Seth. I just... Okay, Nancy, you want to start? There, are, there could be a couple of reasons why that's happening. One, it could be that the person who asked a question is not ready. So many times you have to face your own fear in order to be comfortable with the situation. So if that is a you know very small fear or anything that if you're uncomfortable with, you'll be prevented from seeing, or she's moving right. too quickly. Um, sometimes it's like when you move, in, you know, when you move, you have you distort the image. So I would encourage her to stand still, ask spirit to fully show itself or herself uh, to her, so that the uh, the spirit will be they will allow her to see a meaningful form. Okay. Does anybody have anything they want to add? Um, I'd like to add something. This is Teresa. Yeah. Um, I agree with Nancy for sure. Um, a lot of times your guides will feel that you are not ready, that you are not totally ready for it. And um, until you, they feel that you've gone through enough training and preparation, a lot of times they will block images uh, that may frighten you and just put you totally off what your uh, path was supposed to be. This happens a lot to younger people, young people. If they're not ready, it, if, if what they're dealing with can be frightening and their guides feel that, they're not, that they can't handle it, they won't allow it to be shown to them or not all of the information will be given to them. Okay. Anybody else have anything? All right. So um, I think that psychic awakening is a really interesting topic because I know um, Chuck is in the middle of his, as some of you already know. I know he's worked with June and with Nancy um, and with me with it. So I would like to find out what advice you guys have for people who are going through a psychic awakening. And let's start with Seth. I find that people have the most difficulty when they're isolated and don't have a chance to talk to anyone about it. So I think support is really important. And now, now it's so much easier. If just Facebook, there's tons of pages tons of things to read you don't even have to go to the library anymore so so the research there, there's just so much now that we don't have to be as alone as back in the day so that's that's one thing unless others can add if they want okay uh june you got anything for this since you've been working with chuck <laughs> yeah um the best the best uh, advice i can give is to take it slowly don't try to rush into anything Make sure that you're protected at all times. Um, don't leave yourself open. And uh, get some instruction from somebody who knows what they're doing. It's very important. Don't, you know, reading it in a book is okay, but it's not. I was raised by my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, and our lineage goes back to the 1600s as psychic mediums. 
So I was lucky enough to have her to teach me. If you can get somebody to teach you, that would be the best part. Yeah, definitely. So um, what do you think, Nancy? I agree. I actually, this weekend, I went to North uh, Carolina, and I had the pleasure of meeting a young man who's only 14 years old who has been uh, experiencing many things for many years but did not know who to turn to, uh, didn't understand what was happening to him, and he was terrified. And so by just sitting down and being, and he was able to ask me questions and understanding that he wasn't alone, that, they, that what he was experiencing is something that others have experienced before them. So I agree with June in the sense of find someone who is qualified, who has experience, who can teach you how to protect, how to open up doorways, um, how to understand your gift. Everyone perceives a little differently. Some of us can see, some of us can hear. Uh, spirit will communicate to us in the way that we can understand. So just make sure that you know you have an open line of communication. And then I agree with June, you need support. You need somebody that you can call up. Like you know, with Chuck, he can call me, can call you, can call June. So you right. have somebody reliable to work with. And right. then yeah, yeah, that the biggest thing too is eliminating fear. By understanding the process, you can then understand your own ability and when you own it, then you can go it. One of the things that I feel is very important to understand is that that is a relationship that we built with spirit. As we trust them, they trust us. And as we trust, they show us more each day. That's a great point. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Teresa, do you have anything to add to that? And then we'll get to you, Chuck. Yeah, what I, what I found was, you know, it does help to have a buddy to, to do practice with because confidence and confirmation are key in your development as a, in, in your abilities. I found that as soon as I started being able to bounce things off somebody else that that kind of knew what they were doing too, that my confidence soared and my abilities then just soared exponentially and, and, and I grew and, and they grew really much faster than they would have if I was trying to do it all on my own. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah, totally. Okay, Chuck. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree because um, as I've been going through this, uh, I do bounce things off of people and the the finding out that you know uh, that i'm on not all the time but a lot uh it does help you know because you know when you're by yourself you're like well I, I think i pick up on this but there's no one around to tell me so am i just crazy or what you know right. so then i'll go and you know and talk to like karen or nancy or june and uh and you know because they're all they're all the same but they're all a little bit different so it's kind of cool so i can go to one to the other and and kind of get an idea of uh, you know, w what I'm going through and I, like doing remotes and stuff like that, which is kind of neat uh, to find out. And it's, it's really neat when you find out like, really, I was right. Oh my God. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. cool. It's so exciting when I do that. Um, so yeah. And you know, like, and there was, uh, and, and I've learned a lot from each one of the ladies that are here. Uh, June helped me get through uh, a really a whole like process from like over a month. Uh, Nancy's always been there for me, and even Karen, like with the even Karen, even Karen. <laughs> well, no, even Karen, it. like Karen, like you know, when she told me uh, the most important thing that you can remember this word because it's the most important word that you'll ever remember, and I remember it, and it's trust. Yeah. 
And it's so true because if you don't trust in what you're thinking or believing, you know, I mean, what's the point, really? You know what I mean? So I, I find that to be something that I keep with me all the time. Like when I'm thinking, all right, yeah, I'm picking up something with the, someone I'm working with, but it sounds really crazy. Now, should I tell them? Should I not tell them? Because most of the people at work know me and what I what I do, so they'll be like, yeah, you know, they they want to know. So I'll go, okay, well, you know, because I'm still to that point where I'm afraid to kind of say some of the stuff because it's like, am I going to be wrong? I think just think I'm a whack job. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, I'll say it and go. I kind of picking up a just sound and this and whatever else, and they're like, oh, yeah, da-da-da-da. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's all making sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, so I know we have a couple questions from chat, but uh, you brought up a good point, that, or at least it made me think of a, a good question that I wanted to talk about, and that was the ethics of what we do. Because let's be honest, uh, you know things about people that you don't always want to know. And you know things about people a lot of times that they don't want you to know. So what would you what would you say are the most important ethical considerations for somebody who has these abilities? Um, Teresa, you want to start? Yeah, ethics is a big thing. Um, I feel that um, when somebody comes to me, um, uh, spirit is guiding the is guiding the whole. Uh, session and they're going to get messages that are meant for healing for that person um, now if I was to pick up um, um, some unusual things like dirty laundry <laughs> I tend to not go there um, because they're, they're, they're there to receive healing messages of comfort and um, you know that kind of thing if they were coming to me because they were having it, you know, a ghost, a ghost problem with, you know, poltergeist or whatever. That's a different situation. But they're coming to me because they want to hear messages from loved ones. So it's really, you know, what you're advertising is what you're going to be, you know, the me what, why they're coming to you. So sure. when they're coming to me to get messages about family members, I don't, uh, I don't normally get the dirty laundry information. Okay. Now, if, I, if I'm with you for a couple hours in a room, I might start picking up your thoughts and, and your dirty laundry, but I'm not going to air it, you know. So I, I kind of keep that quiet. Well, there's a, there's, there's a question about what you're talking about, and someone had asked me at work. Um, they said, you know, should we be talking to loved ones that have passed, or should they be left alone because they've crossed over? How do, how do you guys feel about that? Let's, Seth, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel they... Well, many times they want to be there with us. Okay. So it's not as bothering. Um, I hear a lot of psychic mediums, too. They they prefer to read the spirits in the room, and, and I do, too, you know, the, the ones around the person. But also, um, every once, if they, okay, you didn't, let's just see if that person that or that spirit you want to hear from is available. So I'll just focus on them and they might be in a different house but I can still communicate with them mm -hmm. or they're wanting to be with their granddaughter so I can they can still sort of come in a room and, and give a message of it's if it's in the highest highest greatest greatest good mm -hmm. yeah do you, do you feel the same way or yeah uh, yeah I feel that if a person wants to give you a message they'll come through if they don't have anything to say they're not going to come through I'm not going to force them I mean, sure, you can call them to you, 
mm-hmm. and they'll come, but that's not right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like telling somebody, I want you to get over here. You right. know, that that's rude, and well, you're, but I don't asking, believe in doing it. We're just asking, though, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just like you just do from, asking, like, yeah. you know, remoting. It's like remoting before we go to a case. Same yeah. thing. I'm not pulling out anybody out of and I don't ever recommend pulling anybody out. Mm-hmm. But we can communicate. They can be over 5,000 miles away and we could be here still communicating, but their spirit doesn't have to be fully in the room. We're not plucking them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Right. But okay. the questions for me are a little bit different. Okay. You're asking what are your ethics? First of all, is to make sure that you are none. The spirits, the person assists with you and you. Second is that we do have a moral agreement and a moral, uh, you know, commission, commitment to the client to connect to, you know, to their loved one. When you talk about, when you talk, ask, ask the question. It's almost from a religious stand, you know, point of view where uh, we believe that if somebody's passed, you leave them alone. Yet, when people come to see most of us mediums, they used to get a message because they're hoping to connect to their loved one. Uh-huh. So, in an agreement, you know, between us, you know, is a medium. The word medium means a tool, a connection. You know, we are the phone wire in between this world and the other. So, our commitment, our job is to deliver the message as pure as possible without interfering without in you know interpreting it and just delivering it when you give a message that could be a, a symbol a sign a sound a word anything a smell is you just deliver it and you let the spirit and the person connect and it's just for their higher their, their best you know their higher good um, take out the religions if a spirit is coming forward you didn't go wake them up I didn't go dig their grandfather up and say, okay, come on out. Your granddaughter wants to Well, I hope not. Yeah. Wake up, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. you know, actually, like, I, you know, there's many examples I can give you, but we have somebody that, you know, people that have not, you know, they haven't um, completed their, you know, they haven't had a chance to say goodbye to their loved one. Mm. And they still feel resentment or they feel that they need to. So they come mm. to see us. Because, again, we are the phone wire that says, hey, Grandpa, how are you? Or, Dad, how are you? And so they can then, you know, we bring peace. We bring, you know, um, a commitment to them. And they feel, you know, forgiveness. So there is closure. And that's what our, you know, I feel like our job is, our commitment to what we do. Another thing about the ethics. The one thing that I have is, like, I won't go into a grocery store and stop someone and say, hey, by the way, your grandma is giving you this, because then I feel we are going into their privacy. So if they come to us, they're giving us permission. If you, if we are the one going and soliciting, then we are breaking their, their commitment, their privacy right. Yeah, I had, I, had, I had a situation where someone asked me, you know, do you just go into somebody's mind and find out, you know, what they're thinking or, or you know, or what if I'm in the presence of a psychic medium and are they going to read me? And like I told the person, you know, if you have someone who's an ethical psychic medium, they're not going to divulge anything. They're not even going to look into your aura, your energy, anything, unless they're asked. It's a matter of privacy. Yep, totally. We just we just do not do that. If somebody asks me to do it, 
I will, but I just don't go around doing it. Well, we know how to turn it off. I think that a lot of people don't realize that um, that as you get more experience with your abilities, you learn to turn it off or at least uh, block it out. Too. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. I need to add something. Okay, go ahead, Seth. This is Seth. Seth Michael, it's, it's about, I don't believe in every time and always. So I can give you a quick example. If a spirit comes to me, say one time it was at a party and, and I, it was just a get together and I didn't know hardly anybody there and they're talking to me and, it's, and, and then so, okay, it's interesting because usually I have the protection up. I'm, I'm really not trying to look for spirits. And, and so then I do a check system. Is this in the highest, highest, greatest, greatest good for me to tell this person that? And if it's an earthbound and and I feel no, it's not right, then I tell them, I, I tell them, um, I feel like it's best for you to just just um, think of them, go back to a place of love, so, so and, and then you'll be able to find a way to give them the message. It's not sure. through me. But, so this one happened to be, I mean, this changed his life, being able to connect with his father because there was so much crap because it turned out to be, um, met him at the party, saw, like, his dad kept doing something to his finger and he had lost his finger and then his other ring finger, he was actually doing that a lot. Just so much amazing evidence. So, so yeah, I, I, I feel go with what is resonating. Yeah, I I agree. So, you know, um, I have another question, but I'm just going to ask you guys this really quickly because, Seth, you made me think of it. Do you ever preface what you say to people by saying, you're going to think I'm absolutely nuts, but this is what I see? <laughs> no, All the time. Oh, my. That's what I do. <laughs> I had this, this weekend, I was with somebody, and I said, I don't even know what this means, but I see a cupboard on a blue wall, and it's a long cupboard, but it doesn't have any cupboard doors, and I see a pair of hands that look like ghost hands going like this, and she was like, I know exactly what that was, and I'm like, really? <laughs> strange, strange stuff. Okay, so, so Seth, I, I'm glad that you mentioned Earthbounds, because... Um, we communicate as mediums with a couple of different types of spirits. So, um, and I think it's a misconception that we always communicate with spirits that are ghosts. Because, uh, so, because sometimes the spirits have crossed over. Most of the time the spirits have crossed over. So do you communicate differently with the spirits who have crossed versus those who are, and I call it ego identified. I think you called it earthbound set. Um, but do you, do you communicate differently with those types of spirits? Um, and do you have a different type of obligation to spirits who have crossed versus those who remain ego identified? Uh, you want to start? Uh, we haven't started with June yet. I, well, maybe we did, but June, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I don't treat them any different. I treat them as people. Yeah. You know whether they're whether they're angels or earthbound spirits. The only ones I don't treat like that are the demonics, <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> But no, no, I just treat them as people. I have full-blown conversations. Uh, I ask them if they need anything. Do they need help? If they're earthbound, I ask them if they need help. Do they need a message given? Do they, you know, why are they here? I'm not going to force them to cross because it's up to them. It's it's their life, quote, so to speak. Uh, but when it's angelic or, um, you know, and when it's on the other side, 
I treat them the same way as if they were still alive. And they're pretty good about it. They don't bug me. If I tell them, you know, I'm shutting down. Like, I work in a clinic as a nurse. And the clinic sits in front of a graveyard. A graveyard that goes back to the 1600s. And so, you know, they know not to bother me when I'm at work. It's just I put up a barrier because when I first started there, they would try to come in and get my attention. And I, I warned them. I warned them, you know, this is, you do not do this. This is where I'm working. If I come to the graveyard, then I will speak to you. But otherwise, you know, this is off limits. And I have sure. to do that in order to concentrate on my work as a nurse. Sure. I have to interject. We were going through the cemetery, driving through the cemetery, and the spirit lady with the moo moo was chasing the car, and, and I just wasn't in the mood. And I said, "Jill, step on it." So we're, and, then, and then, and then I felt bad being an empath. Okay, go back, and then she was gone. Oh God, that is hilarious. You're but right. I, I actually was going to go to you next because I know that um, that you this is an important question and an important aspect of your work. Yeah, and it all started being young and having so much emotional difficulty from as far as I could remember. However, then later growing up, I, I found that, that I, was, I was picking up on other spirits and myself and other people. So once I was able to sort that out and, and also learn how to uh, work with my emotions, then I was able to be clear and I can tell much, much easier um, the vibration is different for me. And sometimes the connection with an earthbound is a little bit more difficult as far as they want to stay. This is just my experience, by the way. Um, they want to stay in a certain way of thinking. And uh, they so getting evidence sometimes from them for me is a little bit difficult. Like like as much at like there's more usually and more uplifting and and from ones who had crossed, which I call a spiritual shower, because they because they don't go forever and you know I'm all of them, <laughs> most of them seem to come back, you know so. Um, so yeah, so when I connect, so that's always been my thing, and I forgot to mention, I, I just got really nervous, but you guys brought up a really good point in the beginning about the teaching, and um, I, was, I was helped by somebody, and I was forever grateful. She helped me, she taught me how to, to work with earthbounds, and it's just like working with people, like, like um, you were saying, Jean. and um, it's, it's just helping them let go of the extra weight that the ones who had crossed do not have. They're just this ball of love, <laughs> pretty much. And the, and the earthbound's just, but I mean, look at, you know, we come from a life society's negative, and we're not taught how to do our emotions, and, you know, crap is just out of control. So how do we think that if people are so blindsided with emotion and rage or whatever, how do we think they're just going to automatically step into a new vibration without changing it. So that's where I feel that one of my purposes are, is to connect with them and, and let them know, just from a person that's used, that knows what pain is like, to just deal with them about, you know, like talking to a friend, <laughs> letting them know, you know, hey, I'm getting this from you. It's like giving a spirit reading. 
So I do that during personal readings, however, or um, private readings too, but I make sure it's okay, you know, and a lot of times when they come through and it's, they're ready to cross, it's only when they're ready. Um, I could just let them know about it and it's up to them. You know, sometimes they're not ready to process. But when it comes in a loved one, uh, I usually, um, it's usually having to do with the other person, the sitter too. Like it's a big, both of them hanging onto a block. So when they're doing that together, it's an amazing lift. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So we have a couple of questions from chat that I know Chuck needs to get to. So Yeah. There's one from uh, Lady Light. Was it Lady Light World? Word? I can't even talk about this. Wolf. Wolf. Lady Light Sorry. Wolf. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Lady Light Wolf. Uh, but she said, hey, this is interesting. There's a spirit of a child killer in my backyard. Can't get him to cross over. What can I do? That was the question. Anyone? Counseling. Anybody? Counseling. You can only counsel them. You can't make them cross. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, if they're not crossing, it's because they're they're attached to something or some issue, or they feel that they have unfinished business, or they're afraid to cross because of consequences. And all she can do is, well, um, um, say, you know, you can ask loved ones to come forward and to help talk to them mm-hmm. but you can't force them to cross so if they if they want to stay they're going to stay they're going to stay okay. yeah, yeah until they're ready if yeah. it's unfinished it sounds like it's unfinished business mm-hmm. and again if it's unfinished you can't force you have to close it's like if you had a fight with a loved one someone is still here until you guys face each other and solve the situation the argument is going to continue same thing with spirit. If their child is here because something happened and he wants to communicate, so again, it would be setting and asking why are you here and let and help the child to connect and communicate. That's why we are here. So and then the person, the child, will be able to, you know, separate and and freely go to the light on its own. I don't like okay. to force spirit to go anywhere if they're not ready to. Okay. Now there's an interesting question. Into the light. <laughs> there's an interesting question from there's an interesting question from Ben and, and I, I, the techie side of me wants to know this uh, answer so maybe you guys can tell me this but is there a piece of equipment out there right now that you feel picks up on some of the psychic signals that, that you guys pick up on is anybody like June for instance we'll start with you any equipment that's yeah, out any there? equipment that can actually pick up what you guys like what, what we pick up on actually there the a thermal imaging camera can pick up on if somebody's trying to read somebody and somebody's resisting if you're looking through the eye of the IR camera you can see the energy reach out to the other person that you're trying to read and sometimes you can see the block there too okay uh, anybody else want to jump in on this one I agree with June because I've seen it, and you see the body change, the temperature change in between, yeah. the two, and it's very amazing. It's it's amazing. And then we can go back to the old-fashioned tools, which is the pendulum, the rods, because they pick up on the EMF. And again, when I have talked about this, when we read, we are reading vibration. It's electricity that moves. Mm-hmm. So as you pick up on the vibration, you are able to break through, and you are able to move in, in between multiple dimensions. So the old, fa- I prefer the old-fashioned tools, but you know that's one of my ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Teresa, you want to say something to it? Um, uh, I have divining rods that are great. Um, when I, I'm, I use them kind of as, um, um, I can't think of the word. You know, I, I, I rely on, on what I pick up in my, in, in my own body. But mm-hmm. uh, occasionally it's as a party trick or whatever. I'll right. bring out the divining rods because they will start spinning around when they start detecting That's the energy. Yeah. And, and it puts on quite a shell. And, you know, it's copper uh, L rods. Right. Very yeah. easy, and anybody can use them. I cool. use them since a child to find water and gold and all kinds of things and Ooh. communicate with people. Well, I like the gold part because then you can be yeah. rich. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, June, there's a question that, that I've asked you before, but it said, uh, the question was from Crystal. It says, uh, "Do your patients that have ever uh, patients that have passed, they ever try to communicate with you after they've passed?" Oh yeah, when I worked hospital work, especially ER, you know, a patient will expire, or if I'm taking a body down to the morgue, you know, they'll they'll talk to me and say, "Where do I need to go?" or you know where can what happened to me, and I'll have to explain that they're dead, that they need to cross over, that their loved ones are waiting for them, and they don't want to hang around here. And if they want me to give a message, I'll do my best to give the message. Okay. Do all of you, all the mediums that do work with this, have you seen the loved ones come over as you're talking to the, yeah, spirit? Yeah. Like a mom would come through, or a dog sometimes. Yeah, and a cat. <laughs> okay. Well, that's true. A hamster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hamster. Stranger things. Stranger things have happened. Uh-huh. You know, um, as a writer, of course, words are my stock and trade, and so I'm always trying to describe, either in my writing or to people, how it is or what it is that I. See feel or notice or see and I find that a lot of times it's very very hard and I think it's because it's a vibration or something is it easy for you I mean I know you can say well I'm clairaudient I'm clairvoyant I'm clairsentient I'm empathic and I I use all of those terms too but but then when somebody says yes but what do you feel and I say well I feel a buzzing up here and always off and to my right or you know above my ear do you have a like a signature something that comes through for you that lets you know that you need to pay attention? Teresa, you're nodding. Yes, yes, I do. Um, I, I've been I've been aware of my ability since I was four, and um, what I found was um, the oddest little things that pop into my mind uh, when you're doing a reading. It's the weird stuff that's the most confirming. Uh, yeah. Because you don't, I mean, I don't, I don't generally read for somebody that I know. I read for strangers, and because it's all the better to be able to prove that I don't have any prehand knowledge. But I'll get um, random thoughts that come in quickly, just out of nowhere, or a flash of a picture, or a little movie scene, or I'll even hear them speaking or yelling something at me. It's it's. The stuff that just flies into your mind really quick, and 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 you have no 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 knowledge of what it even means. Sometimes you know you'll get some weird thing or some feeling. Um, being an empath, I was reading this lady, and I suddenly bent over 
in half with my gut just killing me and wanting to scream. And I said, you know, have you ever been tested for um, celiac disease? And she said, I can't get my doctor to test me for it. And I, and I said, well, you need to go to a different doctor. She had been denied social security disability for three years because the doctors wouldn't do the test. And after the reading, she went to a doctor and they, they did the test and she had it. And she got her social security disability, finally. And yeah. it's just the, the random stuff that flies in that, you know. You yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's a good point um, because there are, I, so I believe, and you guys can feel free to contradict me, I believe everybody has flashes of insight and intuition and um, has some level of ability. I just think that those of us who are sitting here talking about it have somehow figured out how to tune into it better. Would you guys agree with that? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think it's a willingness. Yeah. Some people are afraid of what they'll hear, see, feel. <laughs> Here's a big block. I yeah, have a Sometimes people don't realize that they have fear. Yeah, yeah. and we all, we all are born with sixth sense. It, you know, it's like I, I believe that society has taught us to shut it down because it's not normal. So that's one of the things we do. So when we learn to suppress it, some yeah. of us have accepted that this is a normal li way of life. And so this is normal for us. When you were talking about how do you describe to people what we do, the way I describe it is our brain is a computer and is receiving downloads. So for me, when I do sessions with people, most of the time, I would, you will find me closing my eyes because I take everything out of focus. And by closing my eyes, I connect clearly and the pictures, the images, the sounds, the smells, everything comes through much stronger and much clearer. One of the handicaps I always feel I have is that I have to talk really quick because I'm trying to deliver all that message as fast as it comes in. You want to repeat the sound, the smells, the taste, everything. And, you know, and there is many times that I, I tell people that I wish that we had a little plug that we could plug from our brain into a screen so that they could see. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> would that be the, maybe someday, guys. That would be awesome. created for me. So, you know, um, I try to kind of draw, you know, many times I, you'll find me drawing for my clients so that they can see what I see. Um, and again, he's like, I've learned to just deliver the message as is given without interpreting. And that's when people go, oh my God, how'd you know? You know, it's like, how did you get that? And, you know, that's how you connect. Sure. Keep it simple. Yeah. So, yes, I have a question. Um, yep. So, being uh, the newbie of the whole group here, uh, okay, because, see how I can figure this, to say this correctly. When you guys get information, like uh, Teresa says, she sees little bits of movies. Some people say they see audio. I mean, everybody's different. I don't see movies. I don't hear audio. Uh, basically, I just get like, I don't know. I guess I, I call them thoughts, you know, which sometimes for me, it's hard for me to discern. Is it my thought? Or is it the thought of something I'm picking up on? And then sometimes if I think too hard, and we've had this talk with Nancy and June and Karen, uh, I, I think too hard into it, then all of a sudden it becomes my thought versus the thought I was supposed to be picking up on. So how do I learn, first of all, to get better at splitting that up 
and knowing when it's not my thought and it's the thought that's coming. Because, like I said, I don't hear anything. Uh, sometimes I, it's funny because my guide, sometimes I, I feel like I see them trying to say something, but I don't hear anything. But then I'll get this thought and I go, oh, you know, I say this. And then it takes a minute to whoever I'm saying it to. And then they go, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And then it starts to all, like, fit in. So anybody? anybody I want to talk, talk on that. All right. Um, it's very important that you set your intention when you start to do a reading. Your intention is that you are releasing all of your own thoughts and you're going to receive information from spirit. If you have confidence, you believe in your intentions. Okay. The moment that you set your intention, it, it puts a frequency out on the wavelength and it sends it out to all the spirits involved and they will come to you and they will try different things to get you to say what their, their message is. If you're not getting it one way or you feel that you're not confident in the first time that you're getting it, ask to receive it in a different way or in a okay. in, uh, I don't understand German. Give me it in English or <laughs> give me, uh, give me a, a picture. Flash it in my mind. Ask your guides to help you receive the information in different ways and you'll find that you're going to start clicking in one way or the other really good. Okay. That's well, cool. No, I that's think a... it's random. Like um, you guys have said before, about the, you wouldn't be thinking, say, for example, one of my readings was Barry Manilow. <laughs> and I said it. <laughs> oh, Mandy. <laughs> Very random. They said, oh, we're going to see him next week on the cruise ship. <laughs> oh. And yeah. One was, one was like white tennis shoes, and I didn't say it. Sometimes I do find myself editing only for a minute because mm -hmm. if it comes back again, then I know I got to say it. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, white tennis shoes. Well, that's how they found the guy that was found dead by his oh, white wow. tennis Now, does yeah. it get better? Does now does it get better as you go along if you if you have the belief in what you're doing? You know, sometimes yes. I, I I hear yes. something and I go, I, I I can't say that. That that makes no what's sense. What's the word, you know I mean? Chuck? What's the word? Trust, trust. trust. It really is. It really is. I, you know, called the knowing. Not everybody will yes. hear or feel. You just know yes. if you know. Yes, you just and know. So yeah. That's another thing. <laughs> you know and you accept that you know as you know, and you don't question it, just deliver it. Things get much easier as you go. Trust. Believe and yeah. have yeah. faith. As you trust, believe, and have faith, things will continue to grow. Okay. Yeah, I so actually four clairs. I will okay. start out because we have classes too, and we start out with the four clairs, so so people can kind of just get an idea where it comes from. So yeah. like intuitive is usually the thoughts, and it's very quick and usually very random. You don't yes. know how you know. You just yes. know that's usually the crown chakra yeah. access. Yeah, that's what I. So it doesn't and it doesn't pay to overthink. Right. No. Too many people yeah. overthink. No, I agree. So I have a, a good story for you, Seth, because you made me think of it. You were saying that, you know, you get these weird words. I was uh, talking to a friend, and um, a, a guy kept talking to me. And I just finally said, do you have, like, somebody who is your – and this was shortly after you told me, by the way, you're going to start doing readings. So you got to – I know. But anyway um, – I, I said, it is, I don't know, he's like a friend or a co cousin or a brother, somebody who's, you know, your, your contemporary who died. And she was like, well, my brother died. And so I described him. She was like, yeah, that's him. And I was describing his mustache. And what the word that kept popping into my head was porn stash. And I was like, I am not going to say to her 
I, I am not going to tell this girl that her brother has a porn stash. And, You're going to sit so I, was, I was saying I was saying he's got this thick mustache, and she was like, "No, my brother had a really thin mustache," and he kept saying "porn stash, porn stash," and I kept kind of no, this is a really thick, so maybe it's somebody different. Finally, he says in my head, "God damn it, say porn stash." So I was like, I was like, "Well, he says he has a porn stash," and she started laughing. And she said, my brother used to always say that if his mustache was as thick as my hair, he'd have a porn stash. <laughs> and I was, I didn't want to insult her. I was fighting this word right. for all I was worth. Well, that's porn an example st- of re, like it coming back and coming back. They're not yeah. going to give up if it's that important. Karen, <laughs> the point you just brought awesome. a real valid point. Many of us put limitations to what we do. Like yeah. I always say that I'm not good at names because I don't believe in titles. And the no, names no, are no. titles. So yeah. although it's sad, you know, people say, why can't you just tell me their name? You know, it'll be easier. Instead, spirit always chooses to give me but what they looked like, what they felt like, what they said to them. So Saturday when I did a session um, at, the, at, at, the, at the center, I had this man sitting in front of me, and I hear this old man say, ask him who's Grandma Rose. And I was like, oh, okay. So I said, who's Grandma Rose? And the same time that he's telling me that, he shows me a rose, and the stem of the rose had a bunch of thorns, like very thin, thick ones and thinner ones. And I went ahead and described that. And he goes, you know, Grandma Rose was sweet, but she was she had thorns. So I say ah, that to him, cool. and he started laughing. And he goes, you described him, and you described my grandma to a T. So he gave me all these signs so that I didn't have to question so I could deliver the message without having to worry about, did I get the name right? Because we all do that. So Chuck, this yeah. thing for you, you know, don't question it, deliver it, and then, you know, see what happens. This okay. is what I found with spirits. Like, the further they are getting away from the earth body, too, they forget their names. Yeah. Yeah. Very much yeah. so. Have you noticed that, too, guys? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have a question for Courtney, too. Oh, yeah, I, Seth had a... Go ahead, Teresa. I was just going to say, I rarely get names, too. I, I hardly ever get a name. Yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not important to them anymore. Yeah, right. yeah you're right. It's cool when you get them, though. <laughs> well, and but yeah. the other thing is when we're in spirit, we have different names. We have different ways yes. of identifying ourselves. And mm-hmm. so when we go back to spirit, we, we go back to who we, we really are. And, the original soul is. Yeah, yeah and, and when we come back, we're really coming back for our loved ones to offer love, compassion, comfort, um, and those types of things. That's why we come back once we're, we're reintegrated with spirit, I believe. So, yeah, Seth, we're on the other side. Yeah, what's your question, My question was, what are all of your spirit policies at your house? <laughs> <laughs> Since I've been no, ex- ghost, no ghost zone. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've been experiment, yeah, I've been experimenting with haunted dolls. So mine right now are "Don't oh. bug the dogs" and "Don't bug me when I'm sleeping." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be my yeah, rule. I, I, yeah, I don't care if they're here during the day hanging around and stuff, but when I'm sleeping, don't bother me. Yeah, I Nancy. Have, I, oh, go ahead, I have Teresa. To say, Karen, I, I hate haunted dolls. They gave me, they gave me the creeps, and I don't want nothing to do with them. So uh, I, you, no, uh, that, that's just a, no. Ew. You know, clowns, clowns are even worse. <laughs> I have two of them I, over here. Um. <laughs> So, uh, Nancy, did you what? Do you have spirit policies at home? No. Um, no. Nope. You know, the only thing I mean for me when they wake me up and they go, "Can we yeah. talk now?" I go, "Wait until I wake up." Then oh, we'll talk. and 
and stay out of the shower. <laughs> oh, I don't care. No if it's pooping, who cares? They want to watch me poop. Let them watch me poop. I don't care. So, um, a question that I have uh, is that I have a, a he's now um, 18. He's a college freshman, a son who has very strong abilities. Um, he got them from his mother who got them from her grandmother and he is, he wants to be normal. And so he used to acknowledge his abilities and, and right now he just doesn't want to. And it's not that he's ever grown up in a place uh, where there's not acceptance of it because I mean, come on, you know, so I've, I've always been very accepting and open and, and all of that of it, but he just right now wants to be normal. And I know that the longer I denied mine, uh, the more anxiety I experienced. I actually experienced like I was anxious all the time. So what would you recommend? Do I just leave him be and let him deal with it on his own like I did? Or what would I you guys like recommend? He's using it anyway, though. He's, he he is. can't really <laughs> shut it off completely. It'll just yeah. speak in there randomly. <laughs> yeah. I went, I went through that with my son. He's 25 now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, those are the years when they don't want to be thought of as strange or weird or, yeah. you know, they don't want to draw attention to themselves in that particular way. Yeah. But if you leave them alone, they'll come to it in their own time. They always okay. do. They always do. And then they'll come to you and say, Because he knows mom's supportive. Yeah. yeah. And they'll come and say, Mom, you know, can I get yeah. your help? That's the best way. Because well, if you push it. Oh, you sorry. For, forget it. Yeah. Go ahead, Seth. Yeah. I'm sorry for jumping in there. That's it's okay. kind of like a soul contract, too, when people have mentioned that. I believe that. Like, we have a plan. So if we plan to be open at the age of 27, we're going to wake ourselves up no matter how. We're going to do it. We're going to go exactly. all out before we go, okay, okay. Yeah, the universe <laughs> has a way of, the universe has a way of throwing you onto your path when you're ready we for do. it. Or not. I, think, yeah. I think it's yeah. us. I think it's yeah, our just, spirit, too, that yeah, our created self. that from the learning and the experience that we feel we needed. I, I think it unfolds as it's meant to unfold. I know, yeah. and it, but it's I, I feel guilty sometimes because like I'll text him at school and I'll be like, "Is everything okay? I feel like you're having a bad day." And like his girlfriend will see the text or something and be like, "How did your mom know that?" Oh, she's just my mom. Hey, so there's a question. All right, so there's a question in chat from Lady Light Wolf. Look, I got your name right. Now you can just she can stop hating me now. Uh, Says I had a very large orange orb touch my back and left it burn like a sunburn on um, on my shoulders for about eight hours. Has anyone experienced this? Is this a bad spirit? Interesting question. Anybody? Anybody want to jump in on this one? Well, I feel like there's a lot of spirits at your house. And it it feels as if this is Seth by the way, and it if it feels as if, and I know we're gonna um, we're gonna talk again at, at some point. Um, it's like it's hard to explain, but I can't breathe when I'm focusing on your house. It's just so much that's allowed it's to be right there. Here. It's dense right here in the chest. Yeah, that's where I'm yeah. putting it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, so, um, so yeah, that. I think it's just the hodgepodge and so much, and yeah, you're. I don't think you're going to get all really good, you know, m- benevolent ones. What so, I Nancy, have, go ahead. What I'm getting is that this person is very curious and wants to connect to spirit very strongly, and in her attempt to connect, not knowing how to, she's pulling energy in that maybe you know, it's like, okay, I'm here, you know, yep. now what do you want from me? 
So again, we go into be careful what you wish for. Yeah. You know, so, that's why you feel that anxiety. It's her anxiety. I want to learn. I want to know what this is. I want to experience it. But you know, in that attempt, she's waking things up that she's not ready for. I know she wants to help them. But yeah. um, I don't do rescues in my house unless it, my guide lets them in. <laughs> oh, is that is that Jill? Huh? Is that is that um, is that somebody that you know that? I've talked to her, yeah. And okay. I was going to go over, but I got I got it got crazy with moving and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to do, but I'll do my best with just kind of seeing what I get and suggesting that, things. That to, if she's your client, what I would encourage. No, not a client. Just just somebody on Facebook that I was talking to and. She's got amazing orbs. She really does have a lot there, you know, in her pictures. I I understand that, but what yeah. I would encourage is to slow the process down. Again, it's like yeah. I feel like she's opening the door for more Too to bad. come in because she doesn't know exactly what she's dealing with. And again, you know, I would recommend that she slows it down. She understands the process because by doing what she's doing, she's opening herself up for yep. anything, everything to come in. Regarding the orange, you know, I've had people say to me, depends on what color the orb is. There's no such a thing. No. You know, orbs will come up in whatever color they get captured. You know, it's just it's a way for them to be recognized that they are in the room. It's the intensity that they come in. Again, if you invite spirits in, they're going to get, okay, you will open the door, let me come in. So I would encourage her to slow down in the process, understand what she's doing. The fact that she got the warm touch does not mean that somebody's trying to hurt her. So just, you know, um, because that's what the question is. Is that bad? No. Spirit is just saying, I'm here. I'm patting you on the back. So relax and let go. That's so, really the essence of it, isn't it? Relax yeah. and let go. Yep. <laughs> I like that idea. So, all right, so here's a question. Do psychics read themselves? Do you guys read your uh -huh. own selves? There's a yeah. question. Yes. Wait, Sarah's going, uh, uh, uh. No, that's, that why, that's why I call all right. Seth. All right. all right, wait, wait, wait. All right, so Nancy first. Do you read yes. yourself? Okay. Yes, I do. All right, June? No. You say no? To. I don't okay. have to. My guides okay. do it for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Teresa? Um, kind of. I'm, I get premonitions all the time. My guides are constantly talking to me. Uh, you know, my guides appeared to me when I was four years old, and they've never stopped being in constant communication with me. So they're always advising me when I'm in danger, especially, okay. or things like that. But they don't give me, they like, they didn't find me the perfect husband, or, you know. <laughs> no lot of numbers. So we can talk about I mean, yeah. I, I had a husband, but, you know, he turned out to be, well... Yeah, okay. He's dead now, so we will not speak ill of the dead. <laughs> right. Hey, Seth, anyway. What about Seth? Seth, you're over there? Yeah. What do you think? Do you read yourself? Do you? Yes, do you... yes. Uh, that's how I learned that I had this, because I was just asking myself questions when I was really young, and I would get answers. I know exactly which girls liked me <laughs> and which ones didn't. <laughs> I knew how to get away with stuff. <laughs> Wait, so when I so when I do automatic writing, so then, I'm reading myself. Yes, um, you are. Yeah, well, oh. in a way, you—if you're getting in touch with your higher self, then yes, yes, I am. And I always put a higher self. I, I believe that's pretty much the same level as a guide. We're mm -hmm. all working. We're all working for something, you know, that's going to help other people. 
Right. So we're kind of like, working all in joint, but it's our ourselves too. It's a soul well, connection. Yeah, coming yeah. out soul. Yeah. And what for me, it's like I don't try to read myself, but recently I've, I'm going through something right now, and a, a ways back I kind of read into yeah. some things. I felt like oh, something not good's coming, and of course now I'm I'm. You ignored I, it. I ignored it, and I'm standing here now saying, yeah, yeah. they were correct, yeah. So, but, you know. No, it's that is not, so it cool. is good. It is good, it though, is good. because it's... Chuck, well, you have yeah, such I mean, humbling energy. Yeah, you know, I mean, your essence. You're just... I feel so comfortable. He's good <laughs> I'm people. I'm not always comfortable with new people. It's just like, oh, yeah. so comfy. Yeah, Chuck's, Chuck's good people. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like comfort food. There you go. He's <laughs> like a warm bath. Oh, like a warm bath. But wow. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, what can I say? But no, I, I that that's true. But I mean, I know that, you know, even out of things that are bad, good things come and I see good things coming out of what has happened to me. But it's just it's like darn I wish I would have been wrong, you know? But Yeah. You know, you know why I don't read myself? I do actually have this I have a reading scheduled with Seth here in May. So um but what I do do is instead I said do do again, Chuck. Do <laughs> <laughs> do. I do that all the time. Anyway, what I do is that I Instead of trying to read myself, I, I create my reality. I, I try to figure out what my soul wants me to do, and then I affirm and visualize. I so I don't know. Is that reading yourself, or is that uh, telling myself what so. to do? When, when, I read, when I actually read for myself, and I go on in a journey, like an inner journey. So sometimes it'll start with a white horse, and I hop on his back, and we go into the solution of what's going on in my life or if I don't know what to do with the client and you know I'm just I go into that inner journeys part mm -hmm. um, but yeah into myself then it's reading myself but mostly it's open to whatever I'm supposed to know to either accept you know I, I think we're only given the, the future for two reasons either to to prepare for it or to change it we don't always know which is which <laughs> yeah. gotcha so, that's, that's a really good answer by the way. I always say by knowing the outcome, you can actually change the outcome. You know, that's one of the reasons people come to us when they ask for a life reading is to kind of have a guideline of what's coming so that they, we can, they can determine if it's something that they want to go through or if they want to change in the experience. Yeah, but what about, what about something like um, you didn't want it to, to happen, but it happens anyways. You had no choice and there's nothing you could do to change that. That is part of your pathway. That is part of your soul contract. So there are certain things when I read for people, even for myself, that you will see that those are the some the blocks. You know, those are the the stepping stones for your yeah. future. You can't change those. The oh. little things you, you can. How do you think? How do you think we set it up for ourselves that because I believe that we contract with people who come into our lives, and um, so how do you think in the spirit form that we set that up with ourselves so that we recognize that this is the person I'm supposed to be with at this time and this is the job I'm supposed to have at this time? It's I, a soul, soul, soul family connection, you know, frequency. You recognize. Well, for me, I am certified to do the Akashic record. And what I believe, what I've learned, is that before, when you pass, you do a life review. And then you, mm -hmm. there are nine life lessons that we all need to learn. We choose which life lesson do we want to go through at this time. So when you pass, you will do a review and see, did you learn everything that you needed to learn in that lesson? Or did you need to come back and relearn it? As you're going through the life experience, the relearning experience, as you're writing down your new contract, 
there will be people that have to help you along or that you have met that you need to finish close contracts with. So you choose them again in a different way to come back in this life with you. Then I always tease and say that when we come through the birth canal, we forget what we wrote. And then we are allowed to relive our life and to re-experience everything. And when we meet the people that we are supposed to share life with, we recognize them. Some people call them their soulmate, their soul friends, their soul tribe. You know, there are people that you do know that either you brought back in or they brought you in their life. And then you have to recognize are those people that you are to continue the journey with in this lifetime or are you supposed to leave them alone and continue on to your journey? Mm -hmm. So, yes, you do. You have the knowledge within you, Karen. So, you, like, you chose your son. You chose your son to come back in this life because in a previous life he was your brother. So you need to figure out why you want to rescue him, why you want to protect him, and then allow him to grow up for the warrior that he is. He will eventually protect you. Yeah, you have no, to I learn think. to let go. That's the hardest part. I'm hoping that he will um, actually support me in my old age. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gl I'm just right. glad I don't. I I'm, I have to say I'm just glad I don't remember the birth canal part. That's the part I'm glad I don't remember. <laughs> I remember yeah. the birth canal part from giving birth to my son. Does that count? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's that you know that uh, first per first person perspective. I don't want to remember that part. So. Well, his his joke is I wrecked that thing on the way out. That's what he always tells me. <laughs> I have to I have to ask a deep question. I have to have at least one deep question for a radio show. Uh, All right. Okay. okay. Right. Here we go. So, <laughs> if any of you believe that time really isn't linear and it's all looping on on top of each other, wibbly, uh, wibbly. is the future really us time jumping? Are we get? Are we re literally reading the past like it already happened, Ooh. or the future, or we're jumping in the future? Everything happens at once. I think yeah. you're. I think you're dimensionally jumping. Right. Dimensionally. Yeah, you're jumping dimensionally into a different dimension to see another of yourself in a different time. So it already happened? Happen so really, our predictions that already happened? It's all happening at the same time. This just gets confusing. It's like the I Matrix. Think no, I think it's like so. I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself here. I'm sorry, but I think it's like remember when games used to come on a CD-ROM? I remember that. Yeah. So I think it's like a CD-ROM. The CD-ROM has everything that could possibly happen in that game on that CD, right? Yeah. But you, by the choices you make, that's where you jump on the uh -huh. CD. And I think that that's what happens with us in time right. as well. I like that. Well, you could, I thought you were gonna say board games because you know you we have. Yeah, you should be well, right. Hey, maybe I should. That's a good idea. Just say board games, it's the same thing. You know, it's like you play Battleship, and depending on what you pick, you know, you sink yeah. the ship, and, you know. Well, time is a man-made concept anyway. Yeah. True. You know, they don't have that on the other side. They're not restrained. They're not, you know, focusing on that. It doesn't mean anything over there. Right. Yeah. There is no time. There is no space. Here we mm -hmm. go, north, south, east, west, today, tomorrow. Yeah. There is no such a thing there. No. When they say soon, it could be right now. It could be 10 years from now. You yeah. know, many people say, well, when am I supposed to meet such and such? And they go, well, soon. And I'm like, okay, it could be three months, could be three days. Right. Right. Yeah, I like the I like the time thing. I tried to use that on my boss, where I said, "Look, I've already been here, so you just need to pay me." But it, it didn't work out. I don't understand what the deal was. 
I thought it would be funny to be a boss and call him and say, yeah, you're thinking about calling in tomorrow. I just want to let you know I'm aware of this. Yeah, (laughs) really. I know you're dimensionally time jump, so don't pull it on me, pal. I'll be here tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> well, okay, the second part. There's a second part of this deep question. Oh, question that okay. goes deeper. Uh, okay. Ooh. Okay. So if we're all, all this is happening at once, and those who also believe that reincarnation is something that we're living, so we're living simultaneous life. So how many have we ever re- like? I just say rescue, um, meaning have we ever counseled our, ourselves? Fractures of ourselves. Oh, so I yes, Whoa. I think so. Yes, I do. <laughs> because so Seth, I did a I did a life between lives regression hypnotherapy session because I wanted to figure some stuff out. This was uh, a couple of years ago when I was just kind of still stumbling and trying to figure out exactly what I was doing and why I was doing it. And what they told me, um, what I told myself, I guess, in this session was that on the other side, everybody has a role. And I, you call it a job because that's what we call it here. But everybody has a role. And my role on the other side is to um, is twofold, to help young spirits who have remained ego-identified find their way back to themselves that's one of the roles. And the other role is to facilitate communication with people from people on the other side who aren't quite as adept at it with people on this side. So I always wondered, when I'm doing that, and when I'm doing a reading, am I talking to myself? That is a good question. You know, I also asked, did you ever ask yourself the question about if um, the spirit, are you reading the person's mind? Or are you really reading yes. the spirit? And yeah. I've had examples that like helped me with that because like Uncle Larry hung himself in the attic. Person had no idea about it. She he she asked the aunt, and yes, there was an Uncle Larry that did that. They wanted to keep it from the family. So yeah. I'm like, okay, this must be the spirit. Then I started to learn the difference too, the different connections. I'm connecting with them, I'm connecting with the spirit. Yeah. That there is also people that can read mind and that can you know, kind of go back into, you know, stored memory. So, like, you know, you will remember something from the past. That is what makes us different. So, if you're just a mind reader, you're only telling the person something that he or she already knows. Right. In their thought. If you're Mm -hmm. truly a medium, you'll be reading things that they even have no knowledge. Sometimes I have people that go, I gotta ask. So, they write it down and then they go. One of my experiences, I had somebody that passed and said to his sister that he showed me that he was running through a field of, of orange poppies and they were blowing in the wind and she said well I don't know if it was his favorite flower I have no idea she called me two days later and she said she told his wife they end up opening his laptop and his screensaver was a life you know was a field of poppies blowing in the wind so that was his way to give a message to his family so there was no way that I could have known that because she didn't know that so yeah. that's gave that family the confirmation that what I saw was accurate. So when you, you know, that, that's kind of a fine line. Can we yeah. read the mind? I think, I believe yes. Can we go deeper than that? That's where the difference comes in, in between, like, you know, mind readers and what we do. Yeah, I agree. Hey, guys, I just looked at the clock, and I realized this is uh, we have come to the end of our time together, but I wanted to give each of you just a quick minute to, um, we call it shameless self-promotion or shameless plugging. So, you know, where can people listen to your show? Where can they buy your books? What are your books? Where can they find you? And let's just start with Teresa. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Medium Teresa Cleave. 
on, uh, I can't remember the, I gave you the thingy, the link thing. Um, I don't have a website. I, I just work through um, Facebook right now and uh, Yahoo, uh, Teresa Cleave at Yahoo.com. And it's K-L-E-V-E, right? Yes, K-L-T-E-R-E-S-A, uh, no H, K-L-E-V-E at Yahoo.com. I, uh, I give uh, private readings, group readings, um, email, phone, um, Skype. Um, I can do uh, group readings as well as private through through Skype. And um, Into the Light with Seth, uh, Michael, and Teresa Cleave. Uh, every other Tuesday, we're going to be starting the show back up shortly. And it's a good show, too. All yeah, right. It's so, on Blog Talk. Yeah, Teresa, thank you. Seth Michael? Yes, I'm on Facebook as well. Seth Michael, Psychic Advisor, Spiritual Medium. I've got a website, sethmichael.wix.com. I've got, uh, we do Waken Yourself workshops with another medium. So if you, if you go on there and you, you want to give a call, and, and I can send you information on that. As well, group readings and gallery readings and private, and, uh, and I got even got a mentorship program. So very good, Nancy Laporta. I um, yeah. I have a website and it's called nancylaporta.com. Uh, people, I do phone readings in person, Skype. Um, I'm teaching sessions. I'm a Reiki master teacher, so I am doing attunement in teaching about healing. Um, and then um, I'm very proud now to be part of the ARE. Um, center and being, you know, being one of their members and one of their readers and instructors. Great. Okay. And June I Lundgren. I forgot Paranormal oh, White Light Insight because Kristen's in there. She's going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. White Light Paranormal Insight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And June okay. Lundgren. Um, I'm a psychic medium. I do readings either through email, over the phone, um, Skype. I do group readings as well. I'm an author of A Medium's Guide to the Paranormal and Paranormal Encounters and Paranormal Encounters Book 2. My website is mysticconnections, all one word, dot O-R-G. I'm also on Facebook, June London. And I am currently writing uh, my latest book, The Dark Side of the Paranormal which should be out before summer. Very good. So you guys, I want to thank you all for coming on. And here's what I would like to do. I'd like to extend an invitation to each of you to come on for a show all of your own where we don't have to talk over each other. Um, so if, if that's something that sounds good to you, we'll, we'll get Cheryl working on that because I think that we could, could have a good time. Yeah. So, and, and I know a lot of you have been on before, but let's do it again, huh? Yeah, yeah let's do it. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been really great. That's Teresa Cleave, Seth Michael, Nancy Laporta, and June Lundgren. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Good night. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right. There you go, guys. It was our psychic roundtable. We were looking forward to that. And Chuck was a Chuck. Chuck told me <laughs> several times. He said it's going to be all you, Karen. And I was like, No, you'll be fine. You'll have stuff. <laughs> I did. I had questions. Look. I even had them on on notes. I had my notes. See, oh, how many did you, we man. didn't get to? Yeah, we didn't get oh, to all the questions in chat, no. and I want to apologize for that. And we didn't get to all of Chuck's questions, which is why we'll have y'all on one at a time. So, um, hey Cheryl, can you turn your mic back on for a sec? I can. Um, so you know what I'm going to ask you. So do you even need me to? No. I first of all, I want to thank all of our guests tonight. 
Thank you for taking the time, Nancy, Teresa, June, and Seth, and Karen and Chuck to um, well, talk with we, us. We, we had, had to be here. Of course. Yeah, thanks a lot. We, kinda we, did. Had, we had no choice. <laughs> we kind of did. Um, but we had a great chat room discussion, a lot of questions. Um, everybody had a good time, so thank you so much. And I hope each of you will come back again. Um, and then next week, um, we will be having a show on May 7th. Is that in fact? Mm -hmm. ne yes, next week, May yes. 7th. Wow. Ooh, yes. May. Okay. okay. Uh, Philip Syracusa, uh, author of The Horsefly Chronicles, a demonic, oh. demonic haunting, which is based okay. on a true story, uh, as well as Carissa Fleck, Psychic Medium. Dun, dun, dun. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. Awesome. <laughs> okay. And of course, the uh, the magazine is out. Please check it out at paranormalunderground.net. Sure. Uh, new issue. It's the April issue, right? Yes. April uh, issue. It's is not the March issue, is it? No, it's no. the April, April issue. April issue. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Chuck wrote a really great article about his own psychic awakening. He did. Yes, Oh, yes, cool. he did. And there's like this really intense dream interpretation that I did. A guy was having dreams about demons. Um, mm. And that was pretty intense. Yeah. What else is in there, Cheryl? Yeah, we have a lot of good stuff. Um, you have an article that I particularly like on cultivating joy. Uh, and, yeah. Yep. I think that is a great um a great thing for our readers to take a look at, too, because it's 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 little techniques you can use anywhere. You know, anywhere to, to, to cultivate joy, anytime. Pretty and cool. the magazine has a lovely cover by Nancy Lawrence also. Mm, very yes. nice. Mm. I like the cover this month, yeah. I yes, did. Did you like it, Cheryl? I did. I thought she it was put very it on the cover, I would mysterious. So. Well, I, she didn't say anything, so I'm like, I said it, and it was like really quiet. So I, I, I sure. like the cover. It's a, it's a different cover for us. It's a little bit different vibe. I liked it. Mm -hmm. And um, I hey, what's that mean? Different vibe. It, oh, yeah, Chuck, you know it like looks what? nothing uh, like, like our typical cover. Kind of <laughs> oh, it's, oh, oh, it's oh, different okay, than you. the typical Paranormal Underground cover. So, um, it's 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 it's. If you look at all the covers, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right, I'm sorry. Pardon my ignorance. All yes. right, anything else in the magazine coming up that you want to promo? Um, just uh, hopefully we'll get our May issue out here in a couple of weeks. So check out uh, our website, ParanormalUnderground.net. All right, and I would like to remind everybody listening once again that this Saturday, Lewis County Historical Museum here in Chehalis, Washington, we are doing paranormal tours to raise money for the museum. Um, and so you can still get in. It's lewiscountymuseum.org, and get a ticket and come see us. Uh, you know, it's for a good cause. The museum had its endowment fund embezzled uh, several years ago and doesn't have a lot of money, so we do whatever we can to raise money, and this is this is one of them. So. That's awesome, that's really good. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, so, guys, I think that's it. Thank that's you. It? Thank you to our psychic panel. Yes, we're going to let everybody out of here a little early so Cheryl can play some more Christmas music for them. Yay! <laughs> Woo Get the yeah. snow going. Oh, although, hopefully, guys, here's the thing. Hopefully, by next week, Bettina will be with Cheryl, and she will be able to tell us all about it. Ooh, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. More about the dolls. Yeah. I know. Well, so Seth, actually, my ultimate plan with the dolls is once I spend some time with them and and get to know them and and understand them, you know what I'm going to do, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I'm going to try and help them move on. Oh. All right. yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why Bettina wants to go to Cheryl because she <laughs> 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 to move on away from you. 
promise to play. That's right. So anyway, play? I know. Anyway, into our psychic medium, and thank you. I I just got to give a shout out to our chat room and our listeners. You guys, yeah. are fantastic. we love you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with. Chucky G and me, Karen Frazier, here on the Hazy Radio Network. We will be back next week, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thank you guys for listening. Good night. Good, Good night. night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 